0: Spicy question of the week. (laughs) When do you leave Spicy
1: question of the week. I feel like it's going to show up on like a Taco Bell sauce packet, right? (laughs) With the question mark at the end.
0: Welcome to the Restoring Our City podcast, our platform where we have candid conversations on today's topics to help connect our community. Be sure to check us out at restoringourcity.org, where you can find the latest content, follow us on social media at Restoring Our City on Facebook and Instagram, and The Rock Podcast on Twitter. We'd love to hear from you, and you can also submit your anonymous questions to us on our website via the Ask Me Anything link. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and also on Spotify, where you can watch the video version of the podcast and answer poll questions and Q&As. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Welcome to the Restoring Our City podcast. We are back with another episode and wrapping up our series. And they'll know we are Christians by our blank. And we've been talking about several different reasons um, that we are known um, by uh, as, our, as the Christian population. And there are lots of different labels out there. Um, and it's been really fun and exciting to kind of talk through some of those reasons. And I am joined on this episode with my co-hosts, Justin Thomas and Bejoy Samuel, as always. What's going on, guys?
2: Dude, you know this. Uh, it's crazy that we're wrapping up this series now, but there's been a lot of like great discussions and side conversations and text messages and people like hitting us up on social. So thank you all so much for being active listeners. You know, in the last uh, whatever episodes that we've been doing in this series, but it's it's been pretty cool to see
1: that yeah, and I was gonna say, you know what? We probably excluded 10, 20 labels that we could have easily <laughs> <Right>. kept going <laughs> for but sure. All good things must come to an end.
0: Yes, it's I think this uh, this series really struck a chord with people. Um, and I know we've talked about lots of different reasons that we are known uh, known as in, in the Christian world. Um, but we're really not known for our love, like the old song says, but we're really known for our rules, our failures, and even our vote. Um, but we're really not known by our love, and that's kind of sad to see. Um, but we wanted to talk about just kind of bringing that all back uh, on this uh, final episode of this series is, you know, talking about the perceptions of even the church itself and how can we be known by our love? What, what's the best way to do that? And so I wanted to bring that back to, you know, the church community. And, and if you've been going to church for a long time or don't attend at all or just kind of see stuff on the news about Christians and how they act. Um, really, the connection between Christianity and the church is the church is the collection of those Christians, and we're supposed to be living that out as the body, right? And and so I wanted to ask you guys, what's your personal perception of how the church is today?
1: That is a great question, Job, and it's such a hard one to answer. Um, I'm just thinking over the course of the last, I'd say, you know, five, six years, uh, I've been part of multiple communities, first coming from you know, a first generational uh, church, going to college, being part of a a more campus related college uh, church, and then coming out of college and attending a more uh, non denominational, multi ethnic church um, over here. And I would say, you know, my um, my feelings on each one are, are uh, I'd say drastically different, um, to be honest. And each one, I do feel like I have some positive and good things to say about it, and I, I definitely have my Uh, my negative aspects of them as well. So it's a mixed bag.
2: Yeah. I I think the same thing, you know uh, we've talked about this in earlier episodes, like there's, it's, there's been challenges. It's been challenging in the Christian community and the church community. So uh, for me, I have seen the impact of that on different people. I've seen the impact of that, even on myself, Um, motivations of going into church are a lot lower than they might've been, you know, in the past. So, um, yeah, I think I think there's some there's some good with the bad there, you know.
0: Yeah, and, and the reason I ask that too is because just when you look at it from just maybe a, a media perspective, it seems like it's all negative, right? These Christians are horrible, uh, but then you get these personal stories which we've heard from throughout the series from our listeners, and you know there's some real hurt there too, and there's people who've gone through some things, and so we understand that people been turned off by the church, and I think all three of us, we could probably talk about some experiences that we've had, and there are some negative things, and so I just want to validate that there are some negative, real feelings out there that people have about the church, and it's not just all this misperception, right? There's some real hurt there, right? Um, So, I mean, just to kind of validate that, what are some of those things that are concerning about the church and how it behaves uh, that maybe you guys have experienced or have noticed,
2: yeah, I mean, people that I've talked to, um, you know, definitely, and again, the pandemic was a big part of this too, right? But people feeling like they weren't seen, they weren't reached out to, they weren't checked in on, right? Like just feeling isolated through all of it. And I think having the expectation that the church body or the church leadership is, would be checking in on them and pursuing them and things like that. You know, I've talked to people who've been hurt by politics, you know, um, there's just taking sides on different things. So yeah, it's, it's tricky.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'd say for myself, especially, you know, growing up within a a more first generational Indian uh, community. And and once again, I think there's communities out there that are uh, definitely doing things uh, well and correctly as they should be. But, you know, from a a personal experience, I think one of the things that really bugged me was just um, hypocrisy, Um, hypocrisy in the sense that I saw a lot of people, that were up on stage whether it's speaking you know doing worship whatever else they get sort of praised and and looked up for for their talents but you know off the stage when the lights are turned down and you're not in that sunday setting you're like man how can you be up there And in being so spiritual in one sense, and then the second you're off of it, I'm looking at your lifestyle, and what you're doing on that Saturday, on that Friday, and throughout the week, and there's such a disconnect. And it's like, why is the community praising you when in reality, you know, in my opinion, you shouldn't be praised.
0: Yeah, and these are the people who are supposed to be kind of the role models, right? And, you know, really telling us how to live from a moral standpoint, and I think that's what bugs me a lot too. Just growing up in the church is the hypocrisy uh, because I don't know, when you get a bunch of people in a room together, there's bound to be some kind of conflict, but out of all the different groups of people, like our friends, coworkers, people, like the church should figure it out. Right. And when they don't, I think that really bothers me. And I think that's where a lot of these negative sentiments have come in. But you know, like for me personally, it never really turned me off from the concept of church. Like I always felt like, no, I gotta, we gotta work through it. We gotta make it work, right? But do you feel like there's people who have been turned off by church completely to be like, hey, I don't want to do this anymore, and they they have some valid reasons for that?
2: Yeah, I I do. I I think when you as we talk to people, like even in our own circles and stuff like that, like I think there's there's a lot of hurt. There's a lot of people feeling judged. There's a lot of people feeling like they couldn't be true or honest about the things that they were going through. Right. Like there's this level of transparency. They were worried about what people would say. There's, you know, like gossip, like all these kinds of things that make sense outside of the context of the church. But, you know, it's, it's sad when people are feeling like that in a community that they're supposed to feel that love. Right. And that, that protection.
0: Yeah. And they're supposed to feel safe in that community. Right. Yeah. I think that's a good, that's a good point too. And then when, The hurt comes in forms of not just politics or, you know, just connection. I know you mentioned the pandemic, but Joe, I think that's a big one too. But like what we've talked about in past episodes, like abuse, right? A spiritual abuse, sexual abuse, physical abuse. There's so many things out there that are real serious things that can really push people away from the church. And I, I think that's, that's really sad. And I don't blame some people for feeling that way right so i mean kind of thinking about it and you know we're not here to kind of trash talk the church because we all i think we all at the end of the day still feel like no we still want to be a part of church right we still feel like there's actual positive attributes of church so like for you guys like if there's been experiences of those negative sentiments what brings you back what makes you say hey i still want to be a part of church on a sunday
1: you know, um, and maybe I'll get a little bit candid in terms of our theme of having candid conversations, but I had a very painful uh, experience a few years ago where I had a, a, a pretty big disagreement with um, one of our, our church leaders at the time. And one of the responses was, hey, well, if you don't, you're not happy here, you're, you're free to go. And I thought about that, man. Like I have been in this community, served, poured uh, my blood, sweat, and tears here, and that was... Uh, the response over a, a disagreement right but it's so interesting what kept me there and I you know honestly I really thought about I need to go because how do you come back to that right when this is how your, your leaders view you but it was the people that were in my small group that were there just having the conversations with them realizing like hey the church isn't just the leadership, it's the entirety of the body, right? And, and understanding the church um, as a community, rather than a singular individual, um, you know, standing in the front, I think that's what really uh, brought me back and kept us going. And also just understanding, right? Like, it's, it's family, the church is family, and we're going to disagree and get into bad arguments with our families, because we care. And we care deeply about, Um, some stuff so you know the more we we spend time together at a beyond a superficial level the more things are going to bother us and the more we have to have grace in terms of how we we converse to one another
2: yeah I think you know for me um, you know to keep it brief like you know I've I've experienced some significant losses right in, in life and those kinds of things can easily impact you right and turn you away from community and all these things but it's in those moments that the church body and the Christian community, I really felt that love, right? Like the traditional church that I was a part of, man, people were in and out of our house every single day and cooking meals for us and like supporting my parents and, you know, driving our car to get, like, you know, just anything, right. Taking out the garbage. Like these are friends who would just come over and just sit for hours upon hours, you know? And then I was part of another church community where, the people didn't even know the person in my life that was lost. And they all wrote a card to say, Hey, you know, thinking about you. Right. Like, and so for me, it's like, here's a community that doesn't even know me. Right. Or let alone know my friend and they were like reaching out and there was something genuine about it, you know, and then there was a community that knew my family and rallied like in the thousands. Right. So yeah, man, it's just something powerful about, about that.
0: Yeah, I think in the common theme in both of your stories, it's like the people kind of came together and encouraged you in your time of hurt, right? And I really think that's a super cool way to see how the body of Christ and the church should really behave, right? And it's like, it's interesting to see that. But like, I kind of want to go back to something Justin, you were saying, you know, there are times where we get hurt by the church. And we say, hey, we're gonna fight through it. But aren't there some instances where you have to leave that church? (laughs) Like, I don't want to say that you should never leave your church because of a painful thing. Like, sometimes you should actually leave and get out of that church, right? Like, would you say that there's reason for that? No, that's, that's a great
1: question. And I think it really, that's, that's a hard one to answer, Uh, because there are things that will be said from somebody that honestly, you can't, you can't go to back to church and really have that same relationship with them again. And, um, you know, I think the one phrase that I've always liked is, you know, relationships here on earth are going to end either because of death or sin. And it's so interesting to think that sin ends relationships here on earth and there is sin within the body of Christ and those relationships could be severed. So, um, you know, in my, my case, uh, I think, you know, I stuck with it and I tried to display that grace and love, and that is a very hard road. Um, but at the same time, I don't think that's the case for everybody, but I hope, you know, at the end of the day, I hope that it doesn't turn you off from church as a whole, right? Because we are still broken body of sinners. Um, and I hope that, you know, the examples of some people don't turn us off to the entire body of Christianity because there is a place for you somewhere else.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I think also that there's just something special about the, the, the body of believers, right? Like, yeah, it's imperfect, like you were saying, but there's healing that can come in that community. There's support. There are people who are going through things. And, you know, I can, I can speak for myself, like I shared before, but there are opportunities there to, to connect with people that can really speak into your life that might be going through or have gone through the things that you've gone through, right? Um, so yeah I think you miss out on that aspect of it if if it's just all the the negative imperfect things right like then you lose sight of all the good things that have like the lives people's lives have been changed you know like I know people who the way they were living their lives before the struggles they were going through like they it is night and day difference you know so in the midst of all of that messiness right like, man, it's hard to like, we're, I'm a product of that too. You know, like you, you guys are as well, like in all that messiness and, and
0: drama and all this stuff
2: of church, like a lot of good has
0: come out of it. I think that's a good point. And you know what I struggle with? And I hear people talk about church politics and all the issues and the pain and stuff. And there's a fine line, right? Where you need to keep fighting, Right. And keep persevering and keep pushing through and be the change and all, whatever positive quotes you want to think of. Right. But then there are times where it's just like, no, you got to draw the line. Cause there's some people who have said, Hey, I'm leaving this church because of this issue. And they have a legitimate reason to. So I know this is a hard question, but like, how do you know when it's time to keep fighting and when it's time to not? And actually, hey, this is a toxic environment. This isn't really what the church is supposed to be. I got to get up out of here. Spicy question of the week. <laughs> when do you Spicy leave church? Spicy <laughs>
1: question of the week. I feel like it's going to show up on like a Taco Bell sauce packet, right? <laughs> With the question mark at the end. You know, I had some fundamental uh, disagreements in terms of... Uh, Just the things, the way that things were sort of structured in um, the church that I I grew up in. And, you know, for me, I was really thinking about, hey, God, in this season, I I feel a desire to be more missional toward um, those that are are around me. And I just don't really feel like I can really bring them back into my community. And again, I had disagreements with church leadership. And I I feel like that was a point where I had to decide, hey, I have to leave because I'm called. Um, towards something else, right? And at the same time, I think, you know, like wherever that that first-generational church was, they were effective in the demographic that was around them. And for me, I feel like I was called, and again, keyword calling, to be effective for the demographic um, that God was placing on my heart. So I, I really think to your, your um, question, Jobin, you know, pray about that calling because maybe if I was in that situation too, I think one of the prayers I made was, God, if you want me to stay, um, reveal that to me, right? I don't think we should just take these stances and say, "Hey, here's a problem." I'm jolting. Maybe God is calling you to stay in a hard situation so you can ride it out and quote unquote be that change. Or maybe God is calling you to leave. But I don't think we should predetermine and make up our mind because you know God's calling is not always what we want. And in, in fact, oftentimes it's exactly what we don't want. Um, but He'll call it to us anyway.
0: Yeah, I, I love that too because I, I I feel like I've experienced that in my life too. And it's like I never want to leave a church but I want to go somewhere else, right? In the sense of, I want to be, I want to have a a focus on pursuing something, not escaping something, right? I think there's a clear difference because we could be running away from a problem to just head into another one. And we might have this misperception that we need to find the most perfect church and body of people. Guess what? Like, it's kind of like our family, right? Our family's not always going to be perfect. Are you going to run away from your family? No, right? For the most part, I mean, we want to make sure that we are, you know, working it out when we can, but at the same time, we have to escape some toxic places when it truly fundamentally is, is bad, right?
2: Yeah. And I also think that, you know, being a part of a community is that we have to be able to, you know, when there's issues in the family, right? Like, are we just going to let the issues go? Or do we pretend like it doesn't exist? Or are we addressing things, right? Like we might address things with our parents, siblings, whatever it may be. So I think there also needs to be a thing where it's like, we can't just the minute something goes down and we're hurt by something or don't align that all of a sudden we bounce. Like, I think we, it is worth having a conversation like, you know, Justin was talking about with your leadership team, with whoever. And then if you feel like at that point, things are just not getting any better or it's not, you know, whatever the situation, then you can sit down and really evaluate it. But I do think we gotta, we gotta be more vocal in some sense about sharing those things before it digs too deep
1: in our heart. I was going to say, Jobin, too, I think one of the the questions sort of to kind of think about here is sometimes maybe we have a perception that Hey, I'm called to a place for the rest of my life, right? Like our, our perception is like, we have to be part of this body and we're like, never going to leave, but God calls us to leave and go, you know, how many places all the time? You just think about the, his disciples, right? They, they were never stagnant. They were in one body and God called them to go to another body and go to another body. And so it really depends, you know, just, just going back to you, maybe you're not even leaving on bad terms, but God, again is calling you to a new season somewhere else um, for you to grow or for you to be a blessing somewhere else. And we have to have the perception that we're not competing bodies, right? We're one body pursuing the same thing together. I wonder sometimes if, you know, some of that individual unity would be created if the churches collectively had some unity in there as well.
0: So having said that, Why should we encourage folks to not give up on the church, despite all of the failures, rules, politics, you know, all those kind of crazy things? Why should you encourage somebody to say, hey, don't give up on this church? Or maybe your church that you were hurt at, maybe you should give up on that one. But why should you not give up on the church as a whole?
1: Um, You know, I I was recalling a a message that our, our pastor gave. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, and there was this example by C.S. Lewis, and he had a few friends, right? And um, one of the, the friends caused the other one to laugh in only a way that that one friend could make him laugh, right? I think we all have that. Someone that will make us laugh in such a different way to the point where if someone heard that laugh, it's like, hey, I know exactly who you're talking to. And once that individual died, C.S. Lewis made a comment, I'm paraphrasing here, that says, you know, when that individual died, a part of this other friend died, because he will never laugh that way again, because no one else can make him do that. And if you really think about what is the purpose of the church and why we shouldn't give up, we discover who we are not in a vacuum, we discover who we are in the context of individuals that are around us, right? Like, I will only realize my capacity for love when I realize how much it hurts to forgive the hurt that is hurting me, I will only realize my giftings When I'm understanding in the context of a body, hey, this is what God is creating you for. So I'm not going to know myself unless I understand that in the context of the body. I
2: I remember like someone once saying, you know, just if you think about the dynamic of the church, right? Like there's a preacher and he goes and he preaches the word right like that's his his job is to go and like just share what the word of god is saying and you take that in you get a new perspective and a new understanding then you have your small groups where it's like some of that stuff is brought into a smaller group of people right and there's a little bit of sharing but then it goes one on one right like that's where it gets to the the change and the accountability and all of that and i think that those three pieces are so important you know and you find that in the context of the church right like you're getting your teaching because Lord knows, like, we're not going to do that on our own all the time, right? And we need someone who's biblically, you know, like, sound to be able to kind of share and teach and all that, right? And then you've got your smaller group as an extension of that, the community, and then you've got your one-on-one where you can, like, really get into, like, each other's lives a little bit. So I think when we're not in some kind of church community, I feel like we miss out on these three pieces, and those three pieces really are what we need to survive in this, in this life, man, you know?
1: Yeah. yeah. And I'm also, you know, just to add to that, but I'm thinking like way back, you know, when, when Christ arose, why did they even gather on the first day of the week? And it was simply for two things. One, remember that Christ is risen and that's real. He's coming back. So it gives us perspective on eternity. And like you said, those aspects kind of play into it. And then just to break bread and share a meal together, right? Like, how simple was that? Com- that that like uh, that concept, and how complicated do we make it, right? And it, it's almost like if we take that consumeristic view of this is everything that we need, we're all obviously always going to be disappointed and hurt because something's not going to be met. But if we take that eternal view of like this is why we're doing it, right? Like this is who we're doing this for, and He is coming back not just for me, but this collective body. How much more would I want to help? all of that entire body and find ways to bring more people into that breaking of bread.
0: It's so well said. And I feel like, you know, to the people who are listening, who've been hurt by church or see these perceptions of Christianity and be like, oh, I would never want to be a part of that. But then you see groups of people, you know, leaning on each other in the hardest times, helping each other out and being there for one another. I 100% believe every one of those people who have been hurt look at that community and say i would love to be a part of that right and that's what the church is meant to be like we are not meant to be alone it's we're not designed that way we're designed to be a part of a community and I, i think once the church gets back to that you know that's why we shouldn't give up on even finding the healthy church if you've been burned you know trying to find a true community because i think one of the beauties of all of this is that we're all messed up none of us are perfect and Once you see a glimpse of that restoration and that forgiveness and love, and just like you guys have shared some vulnerable examples, it's like, man, that's a slice of heaven that you see. And it's, there's nothing that can beat it when you see true community in action. So I would say if you haven't found that, and yes, there's lots of imperfect people out there, please just don't give up on finding one, right? Because once you do find it, man, it makes a lasting impression on you no matter all the junk that we've all been through, I don't think any of us would say, hey, I would ever give up on being a part of a community, right? If I'm going to leave one, I'm going to find another one.
2: Yeah, you touch on something really important. I think it's a fundamental need and desire for us is to be seen, to be loved, to be accepted, right? And you know, while we, as Christians, as a church, and even as society, we don't always do a great job of it, right? We We fail in so many ways. It's hard to... Still not want to pursue that, right? Like in some way, shape, or form, we're going to maybe go to the wrong places for it, but ultimately that's what our heart desires, you know? Uh, I'll tell you this really quick story. um, But um, we, had this, we had this guy, we had this football team that we used to play on like back in the day that um, I used to play with. And we had a kid there that was kind of getting himself in some trouble and they were all young and everybody's, you know, growing up, right? Um, so we kind of called him out on some things and had a discussion with him about some of the things that the decisions that he was making and he was pissed off about it. And he was just like, he didn't like to be called out on it. And it wasn't like in front of the team. It was just like one-on-one. And he had every reason to be like, you know, you could have been like, screw you guys. I don't want to be a part of this team. I don't want to be a part of this church and like all these things. And yet he kept coming back to the team. Right. Like, and it was so weird. I was like sitting here thinking to myself, man, he kicked and screamed about all these things, but then he kept coming back and kept showing up again. And I was like, what is it about that? Right. And I realized that like, yeah, there is no matter what we go through in our lives or, or how, broken or what our struggles are and lord knows i've got enough of them right but like there's still something that keeps bringing us back to just want to be a part of something
1: and bejoy i love that example because to be the church doesn't need to happen in a church right i love that it happened during a football team and that concept of you know, just being the need to feel loved, to be known and like be seen. And it's funny, maybe I'll turn it over to you, Jobin, for, for this one. But even the thinking about the founding um, of this organization, Restoring Our City, right? This started through brokenness. It didn't start through some grand idea of, hey, we're just going to reach the world. No, it started through hardships and church issues, right? And life change didn't happen maybe in the church organization. It happened through prayer meetings and smaller groups. So, you know, Joban, I think you could expand on that more much better than than I can. But really, like, maybe it's not necessarily a church, the body isn't the building, right? Like, maybe it's time to find a smaller group that you can be more vulnerable with that you can actually get some prayer for because, you know, maybe the thing isn't just to hear a sermon and change once it's going to be a long process with a smaller group of people to see ultimate life change
0: yeah and without getting into the crazy long story of uh, how we started restoring our city but like honestly when people talk about church politics i always think back to when there was an issue at my church and it was so painful for us that we ended up just starting a, a small group in uh, of prayer and just doing that every thursday night and it evolved into what is now restoring our cities and we did concerts and now we have a podcast and it's like crazy right but without the pain to draw us into prayer, into community, none of this would be possible, right? And it's not just rock. It's your church. It's your small group. It's your YouTube channel. And I see all this content of like positive stuff that people in our community are doing. It's because people care about each other and want other people to hear what true love looks like. That's Christians. That's how you know that those people are truly Christians. I think that's that's the exciting part, right? Because like you said, Bajoy, there's a fundamental need to be loved and accepted. That's why it hurts so much, right? It's like, you know why you're so hurt by the church and you got stories. And I know you respond to our Instagram stories with your own examples. It's like, because it hurts so much because you care about it so much, right? That's why you don't give up on community because you know you need it. I think we need to understand that we've been fundamentally designed to be in community, not to be isolated, not to be alone, but be in community with each other. And I think that's the beauty of it, right? That's when you kind of know we are Christians really by our love. I hope our listeners really enjoyed this series and that you guys have resonated with some of the topics that we've discussed, but also can see that we aren't our labels, right? Uh, We are what God has really designed us to be. And maybe we've messed up, but there's ways that we can really be known by our love. And I hope that we get to practice that in the world and in our communities around us. So Guys, thanks for jumping on this episode and discussing through these really tough topics and and important ones. But uh, looking forward to the next ones. Thanks for listening to this episode. Check us out at restoringourcity.org and don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, YouTube. And spotify to get the latest content the restoring our city podcast is hosted by jobin verges Jeswin thomas and bejoy samuel graphics by claire skelly alexander skowalski and teresa studley our music is jazzy abstract beat by coma media from pixabay thanks again for listening